Hello, this is Crystal. Hey, it's Mark. And this is the My and Me podcast, a podcast about mothering ourselves, the wholehearted people. How you doing today, Mark? I finally feel like myself, Crystal. We had a Sunday fun day together. Um, yes, we did. The week of this recording. I was telling Crystal and her husband how I was just like really struggling with mental health last week. Um, so yeah, I'm feeling like myself again. I feel pretty. I feel free. I feel light. And I'm really excited to be in conversation with you. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Although I didn't get much sleep last night. Uh, I don't know why, you know, I'm 52 years old. So it's part of the change. So sleeping patterns off. Mm. But I'm okay. I'm doing well. How do you regulate this totally off topic? But how do you regulate your temperature when you go into the change? Like, is the house really cold? Is it really hot? I sleep with a, we have the air air conditioning going and I sleep with a fan directly on me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> right. he, your husband must be really cold. Oh, he has um, one too. So I have one going, hitting me from behind on my oh back. Lord. And then I have one in the front. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> and I'm still sweating between my breasts. <laughs> Out of a man who just likes to wear dresses and I'm not actually a woman. Oh, Lord, Lord, bless, Lord bless me, but he made me, honey. Let me tell it's, you. Okay, it's a hot mess. Okay. I'm there right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today's conversation is going to focus on what our mothers taught us about adulthood, uh, some of the good things we learned from our mothers about being an adult. Um, so you want to kick us off? Yeah, so I guess uh, we just talked a little bit earlier about it. Oh, yesterday we talked about it. And um, one of the things that my mom used to always tell me is don't be so judgmental, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, I try not to be. But uh, well, that's yeah. how our friendship started. We were you're being judgmental about Jada Pickett Smith. Mm-hmm. And I was saying was no, I? Will, you were. <laughs> I was like, no, Will Smith is a grown ass man who has control of his body and his responses. And. We had a whole debate about this, and then we ended up being friends. So, right. I mean, yeah, your mom taught you not to be judgmental, but, you know, it's still in there. It is, and, you know, I try to work on it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's just me, but I do try. Um, yeah. I don't think, I think I'm judgmental on certain issues. Um. I think that uh, I allow people to be themselves around me all the time. Um, I can attest to that. You do. Because I'm yeah. a whole lot of gay. And you are totally, <laughs> you, especially in the beginning, you were so nervous. You're like, what are your pronouns again? You were so worried about being right. wrong. Right. And I was like, girl, I just see him. I just wear a dress and makeup. It's all gay. It's <laughs> might be a little confusing for you, but you'll get, you'll get it. Right. And, you but got I did, it. and I got it. Right. But I don't think I judged you. You know what I'm saying? No, no. I think that actually, quite. I think you respect me more because I was willing to have a conversation with you, even though we disagreed. Right. Like, I think we found deeper respect for each other because it's really hard, especially given this current political climate, to be able to become friends with people who you might have um, ideological differences on certain things. Now, obviously, I have family and friends. Uh, not friends. I can't choose my family. I have family who are Trumpers, who are MAGA Trumpers, and they are fucking crazy. Not crazy, that's ableist. They are 
illogical when it comes to their thinking about Trump. Mm-hmm. However, I can't choose them, right? They're my family. I can choose not to engage with them as much, which is what I do, but they're still family. But it's really difficult, I think, sometimes to develop friendships with people who you may disagree on certain things. And like you and I fundamentally are very similar, like in our belief systems. Um, we just have different views for, I think, mostly for generational purposes, right? Because you're a little older than me. You grew up in a different region than I did. So we just have some like generational differences, right? But I don't right. think core we have any moral social differences in our belief systems right i think we're very similar in that way and so i think for me it's it's important to be able to have friendships with people like yourself who i may not agree that it's jayna picking smith's fault that will smith smacked chris rock right and we can have a conversation about it without cursing each other out without demeaning each other without dehumanizing each other and who knows maybe by the end of the conversation you convince me of a different idea or perspective and i introduce a different perspective to you and it gave us something to ponder on, right? But what right. I love about you, Crystal, is that every conversation I have with you is is deep. It's 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 like, it's somehow we still manage to laugh. You know what I mean? Like it's just like you stimulate me so much intellectually that like I always feel I leave a better version of myself every time I leave your presence. Really? I do. I honestly feel that way. That's awesome. I'm glad you feel that way. I'm glad I'm I'm able to help you. You know. Uh, see things in a different perspective as well because you also do that for me so yeah it's like also you know you have a lot of wisdom you you know you have two decades on me and with that comes a lot more lived experience and wisdom and and insights and Mm -hmm. you know I think even and I'm glad we both do that for each other right that we can kind of both kind of teach each other new things like how to turn off our iPhones without telling Siri to turn it off (laughs) shady bitch okay that was shade Balance. Um, but one of the things my mother taught me as it taught me about adulthood and just taught me about life in general, which is actually, I know we had an episode about life lessons, but this is more so like as an adult, I'm really learning this lesson is that while we didn't have much growing up, my mother said we always had enough to give something. Right. Whether it was a plate of food, whether it's a bottle of water, whether it was a dollar, whether it was running an errand for someone, watching their kids, helping them with laundry. You know, and my mother, like, or whether it meant fighting somebody for them. You know what I mean? Like, my mother was that person. She was that girl. Like, when my aunt was pregnant, her younger sister, and a woman hit her, my mom, that was the first time I ever saw my mom fight as a child in Miami. When I tell you, my mom could have been a magical club back back in the day, had that been around. <laughs> Because she was skinny, but she was scrappy. Really? And when I tell you, I was scared for that girl life. I was like, oh, Lord, I'm going to jail. She <laughs> literally dragged that woman out of the car, dragged her down the sidewalk, and just kept beating her ass. Because oh, she wow. Who was pregnant at the time. Yeah, my, my mom was about that life. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, she taught me that you defend your family and you... Yeah. You stand up to bullies. That's what my mother taught me, essentially. Yeah. That's another thing she taught me about adulthood. But really, it was about the idea that you give what you can. And even now, like, I'm not rolling in the deep, you know, in cash, but I donate when I can. I give money when I can. I spend, like, random, like, coffee on me, and, you know. And, yeah. And it's, um, you know, she didn't teach me good financial management, unfortunately. But, you know, I think it's really important that you give what you can. Right. You give what you can, and you give when you can, and. 
you know, because there's always someone out there struggling more than us. Right. And, you know, it wasn't always the best home, but we always had a roof over our heads, right? Mm-hmm. I was never homeless. Um, and, you know, that's another thing, too. Like, my mom taught me about maintaining home as a sacred space. Like, now I don't get that. I didn't get that until I got my own apartment. But now that I have my own apartment and I'm going on year two of living here, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I get it. I get it now. Mm-hmm. Because the world will beat the shit out of you. And when you want to come home, you just want to come home to peace. Mm-hmm. My mom kind of did that, too. Yeah. She, used to, she, put, that. she used to put signs on the door saying, you know, because she wouldn't answer the door sometimes. She wouldn't just want to be. <laughs> no, seriously. If someone knocked on the door, she wouldn't even answer the door. And it got to a point. I remember we had this neighbor. I remember her name. Her name was Dove. She was younger. But she would always come down just unannounced. Come down. You know, back then you didn't have cell phones. So you had to make the call. But she wouldn't She wouldn't <laughs> call. <laughs> she wouldn't call. She would just come knock on the door. And my mother wouldn't answer the door. Because my mom was like, I don't feel like talking today. I don't feel like being bothered. I need my alone time. And so... Mm-hmm. She put a, a sticker on the door. Something as, um, if you knock and I don't answer, I don't feel like talking to you. Or something crazy like that was the sticker. <laughs> so That's real. It is real. <laughs> but I remember her putting that sticker on the door. I said, why would you do that? Because sometimes I just don't feel like being bothered. Yeah, and just because I'm home it. don't mean I'm available. And just because right. I'm available. So... It tell it now. It teaches. It taught me that um, you don't don't put yourself to be available all the time for other people. Oh yeah, it took me three months ago in your social calendar, honey. You say book and business and <laughs> Stay. I'm minding my business and drinking my tea, honey. Okay. <laughs> sip, sip. Uh, yeah, what else did your mom teach you? That's really good. I think that's a really good point, a good lesson to learn because I feel like, especially now with social media and our cell phones, like I feel like everyone just thinks that you're readily, readily available. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I should be able to not answer the phone if I don't want to talk. Right. Like, I'll call you back. Or like, even if you see me post on Instagram, don't mean I want to talk to you. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay. But also I think the, the extreme sometimes is like, people not don't want you to call you at all. And I'm just like, you want me to text you before I call you? And like for my friends who have anxiety, I get that because I expect the phone call can cause a lot of anxiety for some people. But like, set up your voicemail. People still call people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, businesses still happen over the phone. Like, you have to be able to be on the call. You know what I mean? Like, right. Reach so, I don't know. But yeah, that's real. It's real. And yeah. Yeah, I think another thing my mom taught me too, and I and I think I could just now that I have my own apartment, is like creating a welcoming space for people. Mm-hmm. But as much as my mother struggled with my sexuality, eventually she came around, and she always made my other friends feel welcomed. Yeah, unless she, like, unless, she, unless she didn't like them. If she didn't like them, she made them feel very uncomfortable. But if she liked them, she would cook for them. She would insist that they eat food, even if they ate, even if they ate food before they came. She's like, oh, you gotta eat again. Mm-hmm. She just that was her way of welcoming them to the home, you know. Even that, right? Like we didn't have much, but whenever my friends came over, my mom couldn't, you know, afford to order pizza for us. Right. And so what she would do, she would cook, you know, um, She would cook my favorite um, 
um, my favorite dish or she would make pepper steak or, you know, rice and beans. And, you know, she would do those kind of things because she knew that that was what I loved. And she knew that that was the way she could afford to show my, my friend's love. Mm-hmm. That's you know, nice. He wasn't the, the the friend's mom who bought gifts for birthdays and things like that because she couldn't afford it. But whenever they came to visit, they would get a home cooked meal, you yeah. know, and and you know, I never took that for granted. Oh, and actually, I I one of the sad parts now that I'm just thinking about it with you. I wonder when that shifted for me because it did get to a point where I got a lot of anxiety bringing friends over. More so later in life, but as I got older, I was in college. Yeah. I was really, I became really embarrassed with my mother's behavior. Yeah. Another thing my mother taught me was uh, choose your friends wisely. Mm. You know, because a lot of people will say they are your friends and then, you know, you turn around, you have a knife in your back. You know what I'm saying? You get mm. backstabbed by that quote unquote friend. So, mm. Choose your friends wisely. You can have a lot of people around you, but know who are your true friends. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, like, yeah. Because you can get surrounded by people, especially if you have so an outgoing you- attitudes. You know, if you if you, if yeah. you have this great personality, people are going to come and suck draw your to your energy. light. Right. Yeah, they're drawn they to your light. They will suck you dry. They'll take away your energy. So you have to be careful. Absolutely. Who you surround yourself with? Yeah, absolutely. There are two types of people. Two types of people who are drawn to your light: fireflies, people who allow their light to spark back, or gnats, people who are just drawn to your light but have no interest in shining their light on you. Right. And so you know you have to be careful. Was there ever a friend your mom didn't like, and how did she tell you about that? Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Did I ever have a friend? No. Because I never really took any friends wow. around my mother. Because we're, we're talking. That? I mean, she had an addiction. Mm. So even right. before the addiction, you never brought anyone home? Um, I had an Asian friend named Kathy. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this was back in the day, honey. I think I was like, I, matter of fact, I was like in the seventh grade. And Kathy okay. was my best friend. It was an Asian girl. She was my best friend at the time. So that's pretty much all I can remember, to be honest with you. With, before her, over. before her addiction, yeah. Before her addiction, and did mm-hmm. she like Kathy? Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, so I think that's one of the lessons I learned from my mom about adulthood, like how to live life as an adult. Like, I wish she would have taught me. Again, no one taught her, right? Like how to manage your finances, how to start saving, how to, you know, all these other things that she just didn't know, right? Like. She was a teen mom and she just didn't know but you know the things like now that I've got, I feel like I've become more like her at my older age which is both freaky scary and also beautiful at the same time it's like I made my bed this morning I and I used to I was a tourist never making my bed and she was the one who told me like cleanliness is the the first step towards holiness you know like building a sacred space and just mm-hmm keeping your room clean and all the, the the nagging she did growing up while I was growing up was so annoying. And all of a sudden I am saw some music playing with Fabuloso spraying everywhere. I hated it as a child, but now as an adult, like I just have so much more respect for that because I noticed I did work five days a week, sometimes more. 
and then have to come home or or then wake up the next day and clean my house. Right. And I'm like, that shit is exhausting. Like, and she had two kids and she adopted my cousins. Like, that was exhausting. Like, yeah. how do you do it? And for the most part, she was a single mom. How the hell did you do it? Yeah. You know, so <laughs> shout out to our mothers who, when even dealt with difficult hands, did the best they could to raise us. Yeah, they did. I mean, they did. They did. And I mean, we we came out okay. We're not total fuck-ups. Uh, I'm not a fuck-up. No. <laughs> no, so I'm just not. I, I, I make mistakes. I fuck up sometimes. But like, I'm, we're not terrible humans. You know what I mean? Like, there are terrible humans in the world. Right. And, and there are plenty of people who could have been dealt our cards who would not have turned out the way we turned out. So right. I'm very proud of us for for being who we are. Uh, exactly. And you know what? It takes... Uh, as you get older, then you understand that about yourself mm. and then you love yourself more and then you yes. can say, I am who I am. Yes. Right? And so that's why I say I'm not a fuck up. When did I just you, who I am. When did you realize who you were? Um, it it took me some time. To, probably when I turned in my 40s. 40, it's okay. when I said, okay, it is what it is. Yeah. Right. This is me. You either accept it or, or you don't. Yeah. Um. I'm a very transparent person, so That's I don't right. I don't lie about it. This is this is who I am. You either like me or you don't like me. It's cool. <laughs> you won't be the first or the last. We keep it moving, yeah. sweetie. You know, Dude. I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm not saying that I'm perfect. OK, because right. no one is perfect. I'm not perfect, but I'm not a fuck up. Yeah. So yeah, no, I fucked up sometimes. I'm not a fucked up, but I have fucked up at times. But I think to your point too, right? Even we were talking about this yesterday about like the stuff I was going through. And it's just like, you know, there's so much sometimes pressure. And it's just like sometimes we feel like people are so disposable. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have forgotten what it means to show grace and compassion and like right. genuine forgiveness. Like, and it makes me sad because like gosh like i don't know by god's grace go i right like just just knowing that like we're all trying our mothers tried the best they could right and i'm thankful for that um so i wanted to give you your gift but i couldn't find it yesterday but i finally found it i want to mention it on the podcast because i want you and i to do an episode dedicated to you and your mother oh okay based on based on the book by jasmine mans a queer black woman from jersey who's an associate of mine and i got you an autographed copy of her book as a gift thank you it's called this is her first poetry collection it's called black girl call home Mm. and so next time i see you in person which has to be sooner than three months please um, (laughs) i I just saw you like two weeks ago (laughs) No, that's true. But before that, it was like much. That's about one on one time. That's about that's about group settings. You know, you know, you know, I'm particular. Uh, but yes, I want to. I, I want us to read this book together, and I want us to be able to pull some poems out of it. And I want to talk about you and do a couple episodes dedicated to this book, focusing on you. Oh, okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. So we, we'll we'll do some um some black girl call home themed episodes coming up soon. 
Awesome. That's All a right. nice, I like the name of it too. Yeah, I I went to her book event in New York and I was like, I have to buy Crystal a copy. I had her autograph it for you. Um, we wrote you a little note. Oh, that's and, nice. And I'll give it to you. Um, and I thought it would be a good, good subject matter for the podcast. Yeah. All right, friend. I love okay. you. Okay. Love you too. I'm glad you're feeling uh, better. Thanks. Me too. Here's to wholehearted living. Yes. Wholehearted living and wholehearted loving. Yes. <laughs> and um, if you're not already following us on Spotify, go ahead and follow us on Spotify. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts that this episode are streaming. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Ma and Me Pod. Our official Instagram account. We're going to be posting a lot more content in the coming months. So be sure to check it out. And um, just remember that our mothers are imperfect. But they are worthy of our grace, our forgiveness, and our compassion. And it doesn't mean you have to have a life relationship with her. It just means you have to give her that grace. Right. I love you, friend. Love you too, friend. Be well. Mm -hmm.